For over 33 years, CIUT FM has delivered the sound and the news of your city. 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 Hi, this is Blame. This is MC Copper. Yo, it's your boy Thanks. This is MC Tell. Hey, this is Colette Warren. Yo, this is TRAC. Hey, this is Conrad Subs. Yo, this is Inja. Hi, this is Cleveland Watkins. This is DRS. You are listening to my main man, Valiant MC. And you're listening to Valiant MC. Valiant MC. The one and only, my homeboy, Valiant MC. You're listening to Valiant MC. Valiant MC bringing you the show, fam. And I'm chilling out with Valiant right now. You listen to Valiant MC. Valiant MC. You're listening to Valiant MC. On the prophecy. The prophecy. On the prophecy. Yeah, you are locked in to the prophecy. On the prophecy. On the prophecy. On the prophecy. CIUT 89.5 FM. CIUT 89.5 FM Toronto. On CIUT 89.5 FM. On CIUT 89.5 FM. FM Toronto CIUT 89.5 on your dial check it check it check it check it check it check it You got rights, but they're not gonna let you see. Your warrant doesn't matter, disregard civil liberties. So make sure that you hit and record. Cause they're gonna find a way to explain the way the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood.
everybody you know what time it is it is time for the prophecy here on CIUT 89.5 FM I have a bit of a head cold and therefore I sound extra awesome (laughs) it does make my voice deeper which is why I I tend to record all my music in the early morning because my voice sounds a lot like this Right now I have a cold, so uh, it makes me sound like this all day long. Anyway, that first tune that you heard was from me and Conrad Subs, entitled Kill Zone, and that was a free download, which covers the theme for the second half of the show, where I will be playing nothing, and I mean nothing, but free downloads. And uh, if you know anything about free downloads, you know that means a whole lot of bootlegs. And if you listen to the show often, you know that I love a good bootleg. Uh, But I'm really excited about the first half of the show, uh, which is an interview with Track, T-R-A-C, and Maverick Soul about their new album, which is coming out uh, September 17th, I believe. It's called Sonically Speaking, and it's coming out on Ample Aptitude Recordings, which is Track's label. And in our interview, we actually talk about why the two of them decided to go the self-release route on Tracks label rather than with V recordings or with MC recordings because the both of them are best known for their outfit on those labels. Actually, that tune underneath me right now is called Mellow, produced by Maverick Soul. If you like that nexus of hip-hop and drum and bass that you so often find on the North Quarter. Uh, you will like Maverick Soul. His hip-hop is phenomenal. His drum and bass is phenomenal. And of course, Track is a legend at this point. He is easily the most accomplished MC in North America in drum and bass for a reason. Before the interview, however, we're going to kick things off with a track from the album. That also happens to feature David Buma, 
and that was entitled Stronger. And after the interview, we're going to have another track from the album called It's Been Said featuring Chrissy T. And you'll hear a couple of clips from some other tunes during the interview. And after that, we'll kick off the second hour with nothing but free downloads from SoundCloud. Uh, and I'm doing this because I want everyone to see that there is so much incredible music out there that you don't have to pay for. So if you want something unique for your DJ sets, you have a lot of options. And a lot of producers out there who aren't very well known have made some really, really fantastic bootlegs, some really fantastic free tunes. And you know, you know me, I just play the vocal ones, but think about all the instrumentals out there. So that's, uh, that's gonna be it for now before we get into this next tune and the interview with Track and Maverick Soul. Toronto, this is The Prophecy. Yo, this is David Bummer, and right now you're listening to The Valiant MC on The Prophecy, C-I-U-T, 89.5 FM. FM, FM, FM. Never stop, never quit Because
obvious from Africa. You know. Breaking every chain that holds, catching every spare they throw. Standing tall although I'm down, I don't have to let them know. Tap into the energy, yeah I feel it in my soul. Standing tall although I'm down, I don't have to let them yeah, know. Let them know what uh, strong is happening, the earth's in my grip. Like, bro, do you even lift? Peek at that pip, then pick it up like I'ma hold it. Before you know it, the world's on my shoulders. I wonder where I throw it. The smarter the flex, the thicker the skin, the harder the arc, the larger the part. The targets get hit, depending on the arch of the dark. Say the mark is hit back like I'm stronger than ever. This is the ultimate kick. They try to put me down, shut me out the way. But don't know they making me stronger. They try to send me south, still I'm on my way. They don't know they're making me stronger So proud, so heavy, still I push the weight They don't know they're making me stronger They darken my cloud, now all I do is rain They don't know they're making me stronger up because it, when I mentioned to people in Toronto that UT spent a fair amount of time up there, they're always surprised. Like, what? Really? So <laughs> in, a, in a bit of a nutshell, can you tell us, like, kind of talk to us about like what, what brought you up there? About when was it? Like, tell us about that experience. Oh, man, that's a good question, man. Uh, first and foremost, it, there's just a deeper side, but I'll keep it cute today. Let's just say <laughs> that uh, it was good timing on my part for feeling the need to be needed as far as family was concerned. And I must uh, remodeling myself, so to speak, after going through a sort of uh, moment in time here in New York. And uh, I think it was uh, eye-opening for me to do a little soul searching and things and uh, shout out to my sister, of course, and my little niece who's now in college out there. Uh, I think George university or something like that. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was a strong, it was, I would say it's a very pivotal eight years. You were, eight eight year, eight you years. were here for eight, eight years. 
Mississauga. Yeah, mostly in Mississauga. Uh, Mississauga was pretty much home base until right. uh, my sister moved to Morocco within recent times. So, yeah. So when did you finally leave Toronto and come back, go back down to New York? <laughs> so I wasn't supposed to leave Toronto, right? <laughs> <First of all. laughs> Yo, straight so, up and down. Um, so you should be a Toronto export then, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I forgot exactly what it was, but it was like, yo, I'll be back. And uh, coming back led to a whole uh, everything just turning into something else. And like, yo, I'm about to do something else. So it just was like one time after the next. And then before you know it, it's a couple years passing. And like, oh, and I remember oh, yeah. some of my homies. Who are all doing good things right now, actually, you know, uh, on, on the hip hop side of the world. And uh, I was just like, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. But uh, New York, New York got the bug, got bit me, bit me somehow. And right. I just pretty much uh, ended up staying back down here. But I was I, I will say that uh, I regret not becoming a full on citizen because I still love Toronto a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah. That place was dearly dear to me because I got to see the ins and the outs and just his pace and the things I was able to accomplish, you know, like, like the heavens were shot up in Kensington Market, pretty much the uh, video with Mark Mack. Right, right. And, uh, and a whole bunch of other things. Shouts to Citizen Kane. And it was it's a time, man. It was it was uh, it was a good ass time. <laughs> I must add, you know, it was a really positive time. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh <clears throat> Mav, you were saying you've been up into Canada a few times, yeah? Yeah, my best friend lives up there. Um, I love Toronto. Toronto is like, it's very similar to America. It doesn't feel much different, but then there is stuff about it that feels better, you know, mm -hmm. um, just culturally. Um, yep. You guys don't have some of the same baggage we have here in, in the States. Um, <laughs> That's right. And then when I was there, I was there when I was really young. And I remember I found like my first acid jazz CD there. Uh, and I was like, cause you couldn't find that kind of stuff where I'm from. You couldn't really find music like that, I'm but sure. you had it in Toronto. And, you know, I was just like, wow, you know, this is really cool. But yeah, I got a lot of love for Toronto. Um, I know a couple of people up there, you know, a couple of producers. Um, like I said, my best friend, my best friend's up there. He's a turntablist. Mm. And, uh, yeah, mm. I'm not that up on the like the scene, the drum bass scene like that. But um, I yeah, definitely in the future would like to, to be there more and like check out what Toronto's got to offer. Man, it's a healthy scene, man. Shouts to Tanika Charles, who's, who probably is like a superstar by now up there. Uh, a few other heads that I and, uh, forgot the radio dude. Ah, I forgot his name. But there's a couple of heads out there that was just like they're out there in the cut killing theology, uh, underground legend out there. Um, man, yo, I mean, again, you know, uh, mathematics, it was a mathematics cat, cat named mathematics out there. That was nice. Um, yeah, I, you know, there's names, you know, there's just there's, there's yeah. names of, of, of things that happened. We used to do, uh, an open mic at a spot called Rearview Mirror when that was around. I know a lot, of, some Toronto heads might go crazy about that because I did not expect that to be as good as it's gotten, but that was some, uh, real good times out in the uh, Kensington market. And uh, yeah, it for a New Yorker pace, the pacing was good for me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just the idea that people were a bit more friendlier, I guess. Yeah. 
and not as yep. racist. Not, yep. no, not we're not killing racism in Canada. We know y'all out there, goddamn. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I like to tell people who ask about, hey, you're American and you live in Canada now, so you know what's what's Canada like compared to the states? And I'm like, you know, it's really not that different, but it's completely different. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. At the same time, it's like not that different, but it's totally different at the same time. You know, I was, I was going to say, T, you know, Canada's got, you know, a lot of love for you in the sense that, you know, that gig that you play with Brian, uh, I think it was just a couple of years ago now uh, for Peace, Peaceful Entertainment. And that was not oh, in Toronto yes, proper, but that is like yeah. kind of the stuff of legend, that particular set. That was what? a marathon. That was a marathon set. How long was that set that you played with him? That was five hours long. And five hours. That was five hours long, <laughs> and it was only because a uh, small backstory. Uh, Bride found out, had found out that me and Bookham did like a seven-hour set by mistake, and me and me and Bookham were supposed to do just like two and a half hours. You and Danny really played a seven-hour set. And we played from t- uh, a little bit after twelve, I think, to about a quarter to nine, almost. Oh my god! And didn't know. <laughs> And didn't know, like Egyptian lover was on. Shout out to those cats. He got on, and they killed. And it was up next. And I don't know what happened because there was, of course, there was a lineup. And then okay. me and Bookham literally slayed to the point that uh, Claude Von Stroke and all the Dirty Bird DJs came running in. Yo, we love you guys, and all this other wild stuff. And I, there was like mad bottles of eighteen hundred, and we were just sipping them. <laughs> hard that, that explains it i think <laughs> and it, it, when you it, got to kill the question more funny it about it real quick real quick the, the only thing that the thing that was a little bit more funny about it is the sun came up and we watching the dawning and the crowd's still there and it didn't dawn on us that the sun was up that's how ripped we were like i missed my Oof. flight that day <laughs> that is a deadly day so Woo! you you and, and so and you ended up playing about five hours with Brian when you were and I think I believe it was either Cambridge or Kitchener I can't remember which um, mm-hmm. and I I remember I missed that I couldn't go that night and I was really uh, bummed because and I remember and I remember Brian recorded I want to say he recorded the podcast the next day from that yep. venue right that's right that's yeah right. he sound and you guys sounded like <laughs> hungover <done>. man yeah. <laughs> nice man. that was a great time that was a good time man shout out to peaceful man uh, Brazine. And all those cats up top, that they were doing a nice something that felt real old school style as far as how they threw their events and stuff. So uh, yeah, pick up Razine. I actually was just chatting with him the other day. He's a uh, he's uh, a moment. Yeah, yeah, but he's making some moves DJ wise. So that's good to hear, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and that Hell hopefully, yeah. hopefully things can be open enough where people can start doing their events again. Because he had a nice he had a nice little movement going, man. And and Big people time. who don't who are not familiar with uh cambridge kitchener that part of ontario uh they don't realize quite how far away it is from toronto it's not like a, c- a quick little drive it's you know you gotta drive 45 minutes to an hour depending on the traffic minutes, yeah. depending on how the traffic is you know what i mean and like it's not a place you would expect a drum and bass legend to be touching down to do a big <laughs> long set and they have they always had like you know a limited capacity crowd and the vibe was always thick so he had a nice thing going so i'm looking forward to him uh getting that reestablished. so um so yeah man you've been talking about t this this album you've been talking about for like kind of a long time like i remember you bringing it up like no, kind of a while that's ago not true. is that true <laughs> <laughs> so why do you why don't uh t you go first 
Um, and then Mav, I want I want to hear how this sort of thing just kind of came together because this is one of those. It's a confluence of uh, a particular producer and a particular MC, sort of at the peak of their powers, coming together to do something special here. So let's hear about how this all came to, to be. Well, uh, I mean, nothing super magical other than an, an opportunity happened. We were supposed to do another project. Uh, and uh, shouts to Frank Carter at the time. Oh, yeah, big up, Frank. And uh, something along the lines where Frank had some things to take care of personally. Okay. And I was just sort of, uh, like, really introduced to Maverick. So because before that, I had heard versions of the moment. And um, I always said, yo, whoever played this played this shit pretty dope on top. You know, like, you know, I was happy that I was kind of happy that it had its own little snap as far as being a cover and being an original piece. And hmm. uh, but, I, you know, I was just like, oh, cool. So what happened is uh, we all finally link up uh, through a couple group chats and he sent us a couple tracks, of, you know, to maybe powwow on and chill on. And I can't front like everything I heard was just like, yo, this is dope. That's dope. Damn, this is dope. God damn, this is fire. And um, all the thing that was going through my head was like, yo, this is damn, we're about to kill it. So we were about, to, you know, we were about to do something. And then, you know, Frank had his moment and I just kind of went like, yo, I'll tell you what, bro, I want to work on these, but. I got so much on my plate right now. Let's just take our time. Maybe we could do a five piece. And it was all cool. Uh, five piece turned into pretty much a six piece, turned into a seven piece. Before you know it, we had a whole project on our hands. And uh, yeah, that that's pretty much the beginning of it all. I, I can't remember how the term sonically speaking came up, but it was probably just one of those dawn dawn moments of whatever. And not only did we do that, you know, of course, due to the, I was just learning how to do uh, video editing and all this other stuff. So I, I like after yeah. everything, everything, that's when you were in Florida too, right? During COVID. Uh, no, that's actually this, like even prior to Florida. Oh, actually. really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like even prior to Florida, but um, I, you know, I was still learning and I knew a lot already, but I was just still learning. And then I just got better and better. And it just so happened at the nick of time that I'm, I feel like I'm decent enough to do a few uh, video content. So uh, what I wanted to do was make it that much more special is what I'm trying to get to, you know, uh, on my side. Because when, when you hear it, it's one of those things that are like, yo, this got a mad hip hop bop to it. This got a mad jazzy bop to it. It's got a mm. mad soulful R&B bop to it. And it's also got a prop electronic edge to it. You know what I mean? And um. Right. That's for me, that's home. That's 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 original as up. You know what I mean? Right. So part of me, I ain't supposed to curse on the radio, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that actually. Man, yeah. uh T T just mentioned uh, uh a version of the moment. Tell us about that for before you go into your your part of the oh the god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um Dave Owen hit me up. Shouts to Dave Owen. Um yeah, you know, they had this absolute banger of a track but <clears throat> they were having trouble clearing samples and stuff um and you know at the time if i'm keeping it a buck you know these t t's a legend dave owens well established i'm not new but i'm new to drum and bass in a way 
I've got some releases. I've, I've got some establishment, but not nearly on the same level. So it was an opportunity for me to like, you know, get introduced to these guys and, you know, help them out on something that was clearly just an insane track. I mean, the, the song itself was just ridiculous. Right. So, you know, I, I always tell that, I mean, I tell people like I did that, although generally speaking, I probably would, it's not something I normally do, but it was a unique opportunity. Um, and, you know, it would actually help that I have maybe a hidden superpower to do these kinds of things um, <laughs> like sample recreation uh, uh that's that's why i so wanted I to get to your i was gonna say you were recreating the samples in that tune yeah yeah okay, and i try okay. to like not do i mean i try to do it in a way that you know felt like it was you know authentic but also not an exact rip right um, right that's so tricky. you know yeah um but you know the, the the bottom line is that you know when i was given the opportunity to do something with these guys I knew it was important to jump on that. And that kind of led to this project with uh, T and everything he said was pretty much on point. Um, the only couple of things I would add is that, you know, um, he's being a little bashful when he, when he talks about, you know, his, him doing the tracks. Cause like <laughs> I, when I, when I'm able to work on music, I work pretty quick. Mm -hmm. um, I can make a song in a couple hours and like T one of the reasons why we were actually even able to make this out, this project is because, it's very rare. I mean, I'm not calling out names. It's just in general, when you work with artists, sometimes they can take a very long time to do something. Um, and then, and even they, they take that long time. And then with they, with the end results, not maybe not even that great. With, with T, you send him a beat. And like a, the next day, he's like, yo, check this out. And then yeah. you're blown away. And you're like, what? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, then it's great. like, okay. So I would keep sending him tracks and beats. And he kept, sending me back stuff that just made it better and made it better and made it better. I'm like, okay, right. well, you know, we, we clearly have something going, like, like you said, we, it, it didn't start out as an LP. It started out as like a small project. He's real busy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but it just, it, it, it organically grew into what it was. And um, for me personally, I was just like, all right, I'm going to like, so from like, people don't really notice, but the song Naya, that was a challenge to T. I was like, right, let me see if we actually do something with this song. Because this is a hard, I, like when I made the track, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of like do a little weird stuff on this track. Right. And I was like, I, you know, cause he, you know, as a drum bass MC, I don't need to tell you guys, but people think you're rapping fast, but not necessarily. It's the BPMs are very similar to just normal hip hop. Right. Uh, but Naya's track is actually a little bit faster. It's like maybe oh, yeah. towards the 90 mark. Um, or, or uh, closer to hundred mark. Um, so, you know, he actually had to flex his MC capabilities and he, and he just destroyed it. In brilliant beginnings, this is a dedication to something special in my life. And also a call out to the world. Let's get it together. This is your world we live in Can we change it up a little bit? Little bit. Let's do it for the children This life's something so rich yeah. Humans don't need to be grim All they need yeah. is just a little lift yeah. Rise up or close to reach it 
rise up yeah. this time we reach the yeah. A world cries out for empathy during times of callous mouths before sympathy grievous outlandish Leaders that really lead any cream with some famish A world took for granted The all gave us round or flat or maybe flattish Just a core proof we care less But the fact is all kinds of things flow right through the strength They won't stand with the truth but rather lean on the mean Like Marvin, what's going on? Somebody tell me what went wrong Can't even tell you what's it all about Even the rappers mumble from the mouth It all feels like we only complain with no solutions Confused, it's roaming all about I just wanna take a world away from its downside Some little girl could play out the house This is your world we live in Can we change it up a little bit? Let's do it for the children This life's something too rich Humans don't need to be grand All we need is just a little lift Vibes up a boost region Rise up, that's how we reach them Like, um, for sure, the, the the album, it would start out with my ideas, but the the actual, um, it, the soul of the album comes from Terrence and his ability to morph these, you know, musical ideas I had into meaningful content, meaningful songs, oh. you know? So, yeah. And then obviously we've been sitting on, the reason why you heard about it a long time ago is because we've been sitting on this album for a while, oh, yeah. right. but it was important for us to put it out the right way. Like, we had a lot of plans for it, but um, I think it, I was pushing T to kind of like do his own imprint, his own um, label. <laughs> I've been telling him to like do this for like three years, man. I'm like, yo, your own label. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just think um, COVID happened, which forced our hand at certain things. Obviously, we didn't, yeah. you know, and, he, and, you know, Terrence also got projects out with other people, Mark Mack. So, like, the timing of it kind of happened the way it needed to happen. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, like he said, he was doing the video stuff. And I was like, man, we got this video content. We got the actual LP, you know. So I, it kind of, it just like, this was the right time for it to start, uh, for us to release it and start promoting it. Right, right. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have it any other way now that I think about it, too. Yeah. Were you guys going for, I mean, were you intentionally going for like kind of like a, just more of a hip hop project than anything? Because a lot of drum bass people will listen to this album and they're like, oh, there's not as many drum bass cuts as I would have expected. The majority of the album is hip hop. Um, right. Even, and it's funny because like, you know, you even look at the track with like Rhea, for instance, who's obviously well known for being a drum bass vocalist and DJ, and it's not a drum bass track and might throw people for a little loop uh, until they listen to it obviously um so were you were you intentionally going for more of a hip-hop vibe with this or did it just kind of come about on its own uh the best answer i got for that is i kept a really open mind state okay. i kind of felt like we needed to have a little bit of everything and you kind of get that on there including drum and bass right. so it it wasn't like you know ah, the last thing i want to do and i the last thing i do try to keep not from doing uh, is doing things in anger or doing things to sort of show and prove. I just wanted to, you know, that that was the power of this project is that is what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. Right. And uh, we don't care what, what most people think for the most, but we hope you understand what we're trying to tell here. And, um, but uh, I would say, man, we love drum and bass. So it'd be a horror to not, have like a piece of us on that on on that project you know what i mean and uh especially for all the support 
uh, through the years from abroad. And, 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 you know, it's just like saying thank you in so many ways to a lot of cats. Right on. So Mav, you, you, you know, you're like, I'm, I'm somewhat new to drum bass, but you've got musical history before that. Um, you know, if you look at your back catalog, uh, obviously the majority of it uh, is on MC recordings. So you've got, uh, you know, the backing of MCGQ's label. Um, how did you mm-hmm. come to be in their in their sights, as it were, uh, when you were first cutting your teeth? Yeah, this is a, a funny story because um, I've been doing music forever. I also been doing drum and bass forever. So, like, I was making drum and bass in two thousand two, right? Um, but I couldn't because of where I live. It was hard for me to like get on. And, and at that time, the internet was different. But long yeah. story short, I. I had a certain trajectory as a producer up until about 2007, 2008. And when I had a moment that I think a lot of people have where they say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to just do, I'm going to make music that I like to make for myself. I'm not necessarily trying to do this anymore to like accomplish anything um, or achieve any kind of, you know, goals. It's just like, I'm going to go in the studio, make a beat. And at the time, SoundCloud had just, just like started. So I made a SoundCloud account and I was like, yeah, I'm going to put this up. My friends will hear it, you know, people, you know, I didn't really know what SoundCloud would become, but um, I just started making like beats I wanted to make and putting them on SoundCloud. I don't know, about a year later, um, somehow, some way, my SoundCloud started getting traction and like blowing up. I started getting followers from nowhere. Um, some some really important people um, were reposting my tracks and I was getting some some notoriety from that. And long story short, eventually, um, Cricks, who is an Italian female producer, um, uh, she's got some underground cuts. She's got some really nice stuff. So shout out to Cricks. Um, we decided to collaborate. She was actually an A&R at the time for MC Recordings. And we did a collaboration called Like Water, which came out on Off World Recordings. This was like yeah. seven years ago. Right. Um, and she introduced me to GQ. GQ heard all my stuff on SoundCloud. It's all hip hop. He's like, yeah, GQ's a, just, he loves good music. He just likes music. So he was like, we would love to sign you as a hip hop producer, like, you know, soulful hip hop, the thing, you know, my genre. Right. He had no clue I did drum and bass. So <laughs> him and Chef, him, you know, I remember talking to Chef the first time. I was like, Chef, you know, I do drum and bass. <laughs> He's like, oh, really, man? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, um, and that, you know, my first album that was released on there, I only have one drum and bass track because mm, okay. I did something with MC Dynamite. I did something with Rhea. Right. Um, and it was funny. I, as a pivot back to what you're saying, um, almost everything I do with Rhea is non drum and bass, True. even though we've got some drum and bass songs out there. Um, I think, you know, the way I look at it, the way she looks at it, I think maybe the way T and I looked at it in this is that, you know, the access to drum and bass is there for both of them. Um, but this was an opportunity to do and explore other types of music that is well within them. Like, you know, they, they also need to make these kinds of music as well. Um, and this was that opportunity to, to really dive in and do that. Special public service announcement brought to you by the Flyers. Check this out. Yeah. Don't look back, you might fall over Say what? Uh. That's why 
You never knew it like but yet you knew it right Became a nuisance like you was nuisance Attributes fitting right with the super size Who gon' make it alright if you don't? Master true like some kind of kung fu It's the reason that you got haters because you don't Because you be on the move on agendas Attack with no truth, no surrender Maybe it's the talent or maybe it's your quit that couldn't end ya Separate from all the pretenders And know you ain't acting all jolly Tomorrow could be your folly A pricey dice roll could put your life on the Cut your loss, made your glory off a story Plus you never ever look back Go! thing so eventually uh, you know through cricks i i met chef and gq and um major major shout out and love to uh chef and gq because yeah. since i met them yeah, one they've introduced me to so many great mcs producers they've they've never held back and um they also supported my music unequivocally and you got to remember if you listen to any of my stuff you immediately get the idea that I am not trying to do anything. I don't care about, I'm making the music that I want to make. And a lot of it's out of left field. And a lot of it's maybe doesn't fit the, the nice tasty, like, you know, um, you know, genres and squares that everybody um, kind of tries to put music into these days, but they never like asked me to like do that. They just said, you make what you make. We'll release it. So, they allowed me to be me. And, um, you know, even with the, with T, you know, they, they were trying to put me on with T like just even before, cause we lived close to each other. So it was only yeah. a matter of time before we crossed paths, but it's a matter of time, they were yeah. still like, you know, yeah, they, they knew about that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically, you know, I, I've lived most of my, um, you know, drum and bass releasing career and even hip hop stuff through, through MC because they were just fans of the music and they saw, you know, they saw me as somebody who could help push their sound further and not just be seen as a drum bass label. With this, with this particular release, you know, you've got the support of MC recordings, you know, GQ and chef T you are obviously, uh, you know, so well known for being one of V recordings, premier artists. And this would, uh, you've already have, You've got three LPs with them. If you, as well, you know, you've got your your artist album, you've got a remix album, you've got a singles compilation LP. So obviously, you've got a lot of major drum bass forces behind you. Why did it feel like this particular project should be independent of those particular drum and bass entities? Uh, that's a good and, question. And and, uh, not, and 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 you know, take into account. Obviously, we know that these are like largely drone-based labels. But right. Uh, aside from that, like, what other 
uh, driving forces were there for you to kind of take the reins on this release for yourselves? Well, it was just the originality, honestly. It, uh, it was just too original. And, um, you know, of course, you know, not to get too much into the behind the scenes of everything, but sometimes things don't seem to be what they are or how they are whenever you go shopping around. And then when sometimes at people want to add their own ideas, you know, once you add your own idea, it's either a yay or nay, uh, according to chemistry, not just according to me and the label, but according to chemistry. And depending on how much you might, you know, want to be uh, sort of uh, hands on or sort of, you know, how much do you want things to stay the way they are? You have a choice. And, uh, you know, that I was I was just reading about the who let the dogs out guy who pretty much started his own label just for that song. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you know, uh, I was uh, reading up on, you know, the whole James Brown. James Brown pretty much had to create his own industry <laughs> right. to, to get things rolling sure. down to the radios and, and, and people along those makes. And you ask yourself, well, why? Well, at the time, James was a very unique kind of character. You know what I mean? And, and he, he probably didn't fit into anything. He wasn't a great singer, but he was one of the best soul. He's like the soul brother of soul music. You know what I mean? Um, and that's how I felt about this project, because we could do that. But to do it might mean to conform. And, con- and to conform means you might take away a bit from what mm. we're trying to get across. So... Finding a home, I mean, don't get me wrong, if you get a great opportunity for it and it's worthwhile and you're willing to bend just so people hear you, you, you know, you, you got to be the decision maker on it. But for this project particular, you know, I would have loved to go to like certain places, but we didn't have enough contacts to get to those sort of places. You know what yeah. I mean? So it just left me with this. Well, let's do it because we, well, you know, we all have an X amount of people we know behind the scenes, people we, places we've been and, and, and all, you know, just all these relationships that are simply worthwhile. And if, and it's always good when an artist shows the grit on the floor and just show, yo, I believe in myself this much. And people now get to uh, see what comes of everything, you know, like, or take it in. And it's, it seems to be honest, it's been a fun ride. It's been an absolute yeah, I fun think ride. I- yeah, I think I'm a little bit to blame, too, because, you know, I think my personal approach to this whole thing has been I, it just in general, I'd be just as happy releasing everything by myself forever. I, <laughs> the whole, you know, I, 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 I know labels have a purpose and I appreciate their function in our music world. But at the same time, you know, as T mentioned, conformity and compromise are things that don't, those two words don't really jive well with me. Um, and I definitely was not willing to do anything like that with this project um, down to, you know, how, we, you know, the visuals, um, you know, I, I wanted this to be very supremely uh, production from us. And, you know, as a consumer, you're getting, you know, our artistic vision as, as it is, you know, it doesn't, um, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it wasn't really important to me. Um, it wasn't that important to me for it to be anything other than that. So 
right. I think I pushed T very hard to go the independent route where we have full control and the people that rock with us, they're going to rock with us. It doesn't matter if it could be, we could just, you know, release it on, on the internet. It wouldn't right. matter. Right. Um, and those, those in the scene that are truly rocking with us, they will also help support. And we've seen that. So, you know, shouts to all those people. Cause we definitely are getting, we're getting a lot of love. Yeah, from absolutely. Different groups. Yes. I was going to say Toronto, Toronto's own Renee LeVice, man. He, he tweeted that, uh, you know, track, tracks hip hop tunes are incredible. Oh man, I love, so, I love like, Renee. Yeah, so Renee yeah. obviously is a fan of this particular project, and I'm hearing a lot of a lot of positive buzz about this particular project. Um, you know, Mav with your hip hop uh, bona fides, and, and T with yours, and T the fact that you are uh, undoubtedly the most East Coast New York City golden age of hip hop sounding MC in the drone bass industry, hands down. Um, and we are also, by the way, seeing labels like the North quarter sort of equally embrace hip hop and drum. But do you think the time has come now for drum and bass to finally sort of spread its wings and to accept its place as, as the cousin of hip hop and start to bring hip hop in properly as a companion genre as if you will. I mean, is it, is, is, has that time come yet? I think, um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I think uh, we were talking about this the other day, but I think the sentiment that you're saying is held strongly by East coast drum and bass fans. I, I don't know that many that people on the East coast that like drum and bass that also don't love hip hop, like right. love it. So I think you have to go overseas to get that notion that they're not married at the hip. Obviously, right. here in America, we know that all the breaks and a lot of the just the, the, the raw sound comes from hip hop in general. Um, but I, I think for me personally, um, I, I think that drum and bass is something that is not introduced enough to people on in america in general and one of the things that i think was important with this album for us was giving people who would otherwise not know anything about drum bass you know a taste of what what's possible what's out there and and maybe this is their introduction to maybe they get this album for the hip-hop content but then they're like oh well, what's this other stuff <laughs> and we, we we generate new fans but T, I know I cut you off. What, what, what no, I was going to say that uh, a small secret. I was just like some of those fans in the early days. Wait for that hip hop spot and didn't care about anything else. So uh, yeah. that's how it starts. And you go to the UK, like High Ground was a phenomenal peak uh, of, of interest for people who wanted to know a little bit more about drum and bass, more than I even knew. Um, when people are walking around saying, we've been waiting for this for years, this, this marriage, and this is coming from the mouths of high-end legends and people who follow. Even, even on my first real time going into the London world and dudes I barely know are literally almost crying to tears saying, yo, I cannot wait for the fucking, oops, I cannot wait for everyone to really take you in. You know what I mean? And you're like, damn. So, you you know, it's a uh, 
it's a special place to be. And this is a whole, this is also part of the reason of why we should kind of just do this independent thing for this project. And uh, it's just too much, too many things that, that don't have answers in, in a uh, commercial world. Best way yeah. to say yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when I was talking to DRS a few years back on my podcast, he was he was actually in, in a, several interviews I did with him. He brought up the point that that for him, you know, drum, bass and hip hop are like essentially one and the same. They're musically speaking, they are family. Um, and but, you know, obviously for many, many years, we have seen drum and bass labels shy away from non drum and bass material. But what's interesting is that years back, drone bass producers would put out albums with a healthy amount of non drum and bass tunes on there. Mm -hmm. So, like, do you think that the landscape is changing musically where this is going to become uh, more of a normal thing? Or do you still see drone bass kind of existing as its sort of own fragmented universe? Realistically, um, realistically speaking. Uh, realistically speaking. You, we hope I guess it still just leads back to optimism for me mm. is okay. I just got off of Twitter and watched somebody say that the Northeast is doing amazing things and drummer bass is included and how uh, EDM and dubstep specialists are playing more drummer bass in their sets and the young ones didn't know that they didn't realize that they love drum and bass and all this like thing that's sort of gum like becoming bubbling up in the air about what people think I have fear of that but at the same time I'm curious to see how far people really go in as far as the depth of the of the genre itself. You know what I mean? Um, of course, this, this is the uncanniness and the chameleon-like uh, uh, talent that drum and bass has is like hip hop, it can blend into so many different genres and be part of it. And, you know, sometimes you wouldn't know. There's hip hop records that are like that, that people don't know that the sounds come from a more electronic background, from drum and bass backgrounds. And this is what, you know, this is, I invite it. I invite I invited enough to be like, okay, I don't care about taking over the world. What I'm talking about is validity. You know what I mean? Validity of of something that you guys probably didn't uh really take in for one reason or the other. And now here are all what I feel like a good amount, just a good amount of class and integrity type artists who are putting putting their best into it to show people what it is. And some of these people are from the dubstep world and, and the EDM world. Right, but right. I just feel like uh, curiosity should always run about, if especially for people who really love music. You know, um, I'd love to see something happen here on a more popular scale. I don't know what it looks like though, but I'd love to see it. And that's pretty much part of my, uh, my little personal thing, goal for the whole thing is to like, Let's let's at least give the presentation properly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like back in the day, like taking a producer like Adam F. He did. He was a big drum and bass producer, and then he actually worked with Redman. Yeah, because there was an under there was like an unspoken thing in the music world that if you produce drum and bass, and you were at the top of the class, because it's such a hard genre to to make music and make successfully, that if you could do that, you could do everything else. True. Um, and so this crossover, this sort of intermixing of genres on the same album release, I think you've seen that over the years. But as you said, you haven't really seen this concept of hip hop and drum bass um, as prolific as it has been recently with, mm -hmm. you know, um, like Children of Zeus and, yeah. um, you know, 
T himself uh, with some of his stuff on VR. Yeah, even with a lot and, of the new school cats too. All the new the new vocalists that are coming around are laying it yeah. down. And I, I think, sure. you know, I think, you know, just, I think some things happen inevitably and I could see in America, hip hop and drum and bass being more inter, you know, connected. Um, and maybe elsewhere it's kind of separates because, you know, drum and bass is a really deep genre. You've got jump up, you've got liquid. They're very, you know, they're not very similar. So, but you have like these huge scenes in each. So mm -hmm. I could see some, some sort of like, cross-pollination in certain genres of drum and bass where the hip-hop side of it's embraced a little bit more and you see some like releases that feature everything so uh look t i know you've got to, to get going here because you've got the next podcast to do but yeah, yeah. uh signing off here you guys have any final words you go go ahead jane brother I, i'm over here yeah, just still um, thinking <laughs> yes sonically Sonically speaking, September 17th, um, cop it. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been promoting it, who's shared it. You know, we, we see you, you guys, and we appreciate you. Um, and yeah. To you, yeah, we're, you. Just, uh, we're just preparing for it, man. Um, uh, Toronto, I'd love to come out and rock. Let's just get past a few safety protocols. <laughs> And see if we can get there first. But uh, overall, please, 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 I, I beg you guys to check this album out. Not on some Desperado shit, but at the level of of how well it was done and arranged and, and orchestrated and mastered. It's it's to me, it's got a Toronto vibe anyway. So, you know, I think T Dot, you guys will love this record. You will love this album. So, Definitely. big salute. So, so sonically speaking. Ample, ample, ample uh, aptitude. Aptitude. I want to. I'm like ample. I can't wrap my 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 mouth I around know, that word today. Ample ap <laughs> aptitude. That it, which is uh, tracks label. Uh, it's coming out September 17th. Uh, all platforms or are there is it coming out exclusive to anything. All platforms, and we may set up a little Bandcamp situation as well. So we'll see. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. And uh, you guys have a good night. Street.
another, another, yeah Another road, another path, another lane Trailblazing like it's something to a flame Soul relief, combustion to your brain Still you fly through it with conviction to the game Cultivated from beginnings of your grain That's worth the growth You swerve through charades like a burst of hope The birth of dope Motivated by the feeling of change that you parade Yeah Forever picture, pictured in your head Brush away at the canvas for a fixture Let it hit you, decibels, games Two levels, peak the red What you must attain just to reach your head Whether you're pioneering or you came to reign What was said spoke values You'll never lose a game So coming in, we've got Admiral Tibet with Babylon Brutality, the Dublick dub. Free download, ladies and gentlemen. Head to SoundCloud, check that one out. And as you know, this is The Prophecy.
more it not happen to the rich in this society Too much of a Babylon brutality in our community My people, I'm begging you to hold on stay Yes, indeed. This one gets me going, man. I was driving like 100 miles an hour listening to this one. Uh, this is the Notorious B.I.G. Part in Bullshit, the Comatose Bootleg. And as you know, this is a free download. So if you like it, go check it out. Go download that business. And you know what time it is. Prophecy time. I was a terrorist in the public school era. That group passes, cutting classes, squeezing asses. Smoking blunts was a daily routine since 13. A dummy nigga on the scene. I used to have the trade deuce and the deuce deuce in my bubble goose. Now I got the Mac in my knapsack. Lounging black, smoking sacks up in action. Sidekicks with my sidekicks, rocking fly kicks. Honey's wanna chat, but all we wanna know is where the party at. And can I bring my gang? If not, I hope I don't get shot. Better throw my vest on my chest. Cause niggas is a mess. It don't take nothing but front for me to start sucking. Bucking and bucking at niggas like I was ducking. Coming out just me and my crew. Cause all we wanna do is. That's that.
Yeah, strictly for the ladies' crew. This is Jennifer Lopez, Jenny from the Block, the DJ Gaw bootleg. And I'm fully into it. So if you want to get that dance floor bumping, you want to get those ladies on the floor, drop this one. Yeah, you know what time it is. It is time for the prophecy here on CIUT 89.5 FM. Let's go. Went from a low to a lot this year Everybody mad at the rocks that I wear I know where I'm going and I know where I'm from You hear locks in the air Yeah, we at the airport out D-block from the block where everybody air forced out With a new white tee, you fresh Nothing phony with us Make the money, get the man to bring the home to us
right, we got three, three, three bootlegs in a row of the weekend's blinding lights from Quotient, from Emoticon, and from Mill Street. And I actually really love all of them. That's why I'm playing them in, right in a row. So uh, if you don't like the weekend, I don't know what to tell you to do for the next eight minutes. <laughs> it's the prophecy. Here we go. I can see the sun light up the sky 
got coming in. We got Kaiza Hideaway, the Samstones bootleg. Let's go, everybody. This is the prophecy. Coming in, we got one from Conrad Subs. This is his remix of Nelly Furtado's Say It Right. It's a free download, and if you don't have this one to bump up the party, I don't even know what to tell you. Go to SoundCloud right now and grab it. Toronto, Canada, North America, Earth, Solar System, this is the prophecy.
prophecy, 15,000 watts of power. Friday night would be complete without a song from the mighty Snoop Dogg. This is Drop It Like It's Hot, the Inspire bootleg coming in right now. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of a sucker for a cheesy bass line, so I think you'll like this one too. I am Valiant MC, this is The Prophecy. Here we go. Drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Eggs 
try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Get an attitude. Get an attitude. Get an attitude. In the crib, ma. I feel like it's hot. 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 Eggs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Get an attitude. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. When the pimps in the crib, ma. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Eggs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Yes, indeed. Coming in right now, we've got Shay Duddy. It's called AM. Not a lot of information on this one, but I am loving it. Toronto crew, I think you're going to love it too. And this is how we do it in the prophecy here on 89.5 FM C I U T. Them man there don't know what I'm on. Man got bells all over the drum. I get top ten skis on the tongue. Them man there put juice on the bum. That shit on. Tell them there. Put two bells up there in the skirts. I'm just going back to them and nah. One two corn just tell them and there. Those one kiss just look at my face. I ain't that buff. Cut to the chase. I don't want love. I just want peace. Just one piece. Bust two days. Why you so broke to the fucking face? Only got twos or tens or eights. I don't give a fuck. Fuck the boss. That's eight M and I fuck the gauge. You might know me for them robberies when I back that skeng With a mad thing when I chase man and he left his friend You get joke in your head back, you won't think again You won't think again Boom, bam in that face, bam. When I ski, ski, when I 
So up next, we've got Outcast, Miss Jackson, the Mish and El Pablo bootleg. And if you like Outcast, this one definitely gets the job done. And uh, you know what else gets the job done? The prophecy does. <laughs> Let's go, Toronto.
Yes, Marcus Visionary, this is a classic. It's entitled Computer Love. We can't have an episode of The Prophecy without playing some Toronto business. So here we go, everybody. Put up your lighters. Get moving in your living room. It's Friday night. This is The Prophecy.
So this one coming in right now is got to be one of my favorite bootlegs, uh, I think, ever. I got a big soft spot for Maxwell. I think he's got one of those voices that can do just about anything. And this one's called Till We Become the Sun, the Radius Bootleg. And I'm telling you, if you like your music, your drum and bass to be on the liquidy, funky, soulful, deeper side, definitely go to SoundCloud right now and grab this one up. Enjoy this one, Late Night Crew. This is The Late Night Prophecy.
Yes, indeed, Toronto. All the late night crew still with us. This has been The Prophecy. I am Valiant MC. And this is CIUT 89.5 FM. We are entering the last one to wind down for the night. This is Georgia Smith, Blue Lights, the Maca and Los Contreras bootleg. And with that, everybody, I'm going to bid you a good night. And we will see you next time.